Greetings and welcome back to the O2 Lit Podcast. This is your host, Matt. As always, as always, thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming through Catching Vibes and where listeners are enlightened through literature. Today, I am blessed to be here with two outstanding young women. Um, both, you know, I have my specific ties to, you know. Um, and I've just kind of been able to watch both of them grow and develop into the flourishing women they are today. Um, to my left, I have Miss Jaleesa, Jaleesa Renee, if you know her. <laughs> me and, me and Jaleesa, I, I don't even remember how, like how? Um, well, we met at Savannah State. Mm-hmm. Didn't really realize that our parents were both pastors. Mm-hmm. So we got into that PK life. Hmm. And then come to find out, after the fact, like, your dad was in my parents' wedding. Mm. I don't know if you ever knew. Did you ever know? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, he was in my parents' wedding. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, but it's been, like, ever since. Yeah. And we're not going to put a stamp on it because, honestly, it's, it's, it's probably been about, a, It's been a while. About seven. About seven, mm, seven, eight-ish. Yeah, I mean, I came out of undergrad in 2015, so. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Long wow. time. Long, long time. That's this. And to my right is Miss Kenyatta Roebuck. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Kenyatta Roebuck. I don't want to put her whole government out there, but if you know it, it's, it's Miss Kenyatta. She says she don't like when, you know, strangers call her Yada. It is Kenyatta. Yeah, <laughs> I seen that post. <laughs> now I met yeah I call you yeah, I, 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 I've been there out. yeah I get that <laughs> um now we met high school right, officially right. high school specifically in Yolanda de Jesus may God rest her soul Spanish class um that was a hellacious class it was. <laughs> and if you went to Groves you and you know Miss De Jesus, right. you knew that she got rowdy right back. So it was always an entertaining time in that classroom. But, you know, just being able to see her, you know, through our young adulthood, I was in your wedding. Definitely, yep, yeah. Um 
and it's just like we've been able to just see each other from a distance but still you know social media is a beautiful thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um she has two beautiful children Thank you know you. whole house is an entrepreneur <laughs> family like kids names are on things <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, she has various pop-up shops going on. Like, she is definitely promoting. And you know what? Gotta go ahead and promote. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like Matt was saying, um, I definitely uh, love what I'm doing. Um, we have our skincare line now. Mm. Um, Mylon Morgan Skin Therapy for Kids. Follow us. Instagram. <laughs> skin Therapy number four kids. Um, that's skintherapyforkids.com. Um, also working on my life coaching certification Mm. um so i have a um, life coaching company out now so where i'm helping other single moms wives uh which is empowering women so yeah it's it's, god let me here i didn't foresee this for myself but i'm here so yeah thank you so i'm just following what he has for me but yeah thank you Thank you for uh, having me. That's dope. No problem. My pleasure to have both of you on. Julie, do you got anything you want to shout out? I don't want to leave you out of the shout out. <laughs> no. I'm just here, you know, just living. Yeah. That's good. Life. That's, that's, that's enough. good. That's good, yeah. <laughs> now, y'all is a PK too. Bless. Am I, are you not? You not? In a sense. In a sense. In that a was sense. my understanding. So, <laughs> yes. might be a, but we was all in some sense, you know, church rooted. Yes. Less heavy. So that's going to definitely impact how we address this conversation today. Um, and as you see, we're talking about the weight by Devon Franklin and his wife, Megan Good. Um, Dash Franklin, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what she goes by right, these days. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, nah, if you if you didn't know Devon Franklin, best selling author, president and CEO of Franklin and entertainment, producer, pastor, and motivational speaker. And we all know Megan Good, award winning actress, co founder of the Greater Good Foundation, which is a nonprofit that advocates for the empowerment and an enhancement of young women. So if you didn't know about it, go check it out. Um this was a very transparent book. It was very it was very raw because it showed just how challenging it can be to wait. <laughs> now, disclaimer, whether anybody waited at this table is irrelevant. <laughs> it's none of your business. We're speaking on perspectives, not personal matters. If anybody wishes to disclose this at their own discretion, but to you, listener, <laughs> to anyone else, it's, it's irrelevant. But, you know, we are all grown. Everybody who listens to the podcast is grown. So, you know, we all have our opinions of how, you know, life should happen or how you want to live your life. But is it so bad to wait? I wouldn't say that it's bad to wait. It's just, are you strong enough to wait? Mm. Because, I mean, you can always say in the back of your mind, like, yeah, I feel like this is the right thing for me to do, but am I actually strong enough to say no, that I don't want to do this? Or am I going to say, I'm going to wait 
and then two days later I'm like okay you know what I give up <laughs> so it's really just are you strong enough to do it but it's not a bad thing I would agree I don't think that is necessarily a bad thing I, I think also we have to consider um, what exactly does that entail mm-hmm. you have to define your uh, you know what what does waiting mean to you because if we being honest I mean are we talking about waiting in a sense of um, actual, I mean, penetration? Are we talking about are we talking about all aspects of sexual relations, mm-hmm. or just we gonna do a little bit here and then we'll do the full blown thing? You know, like mm-hmm. what does that mean? And like, you know, she said it's it's about are you strong enough to do all those things, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a scary thing when you just look at the picture in a whole because it's like when you're used to doing something and then it's like this is now being in your face well I want to wait it can be scary to say yeah I want to do that that's Mm. true now the first thing first we're going to go ahead and just say all aspects of sex Okay. okay because too quickly can things escalate when you have someone else's body part in your mouth. True. Yeah, I said it. Foreplay, if you want to do all that nibbling and kissing and licking and touching and all of that, yeah, that quickly escalates. It goes yeah. to real quick. You have yeah. to have boundaries with it. And it's, it's to your point. Like, you have to know where to draw the line. Exactly. It is scary. Very scary. Because... Tasting the forbidden fruit, that could be so intoxicating. You want it so much. Mm-hmm. No, you can't take it away from me. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I've tasted freedom and tasted good. No. It's really a. It's got. It's kind of like a cold turkey thing. If it that's is. if you're with your maid, your partner, mm-hmm. and we have this conversation today, and it's okay. We're gonna wait. But what if I wasn't prepared today to wait? Right. So that cold turkey just changing from getting everything that I was having to not getting anything at all. Yes, the greater good of it is rewarding, but that's hard. Yeah. It is hard. But here's here's where they and no, it's it's not an obvious self help, but we're gonna just touch on a couple things that's you know, mentioned in the book. And, you know, early on, it's talking about celibacy. It's talking about your commitment to wait, your decision, rather, to mm-hmm. wait. And celibacy and abstinence, is there a difference? Yeah. Yeah. Talk on it. I mean, to my understanding, abstinence is just you, you've never had mm-hmm. sex before. Mm-hmm. Celibacy is deciding that you're going to, you, you've had sex before, mm-hmm. but now you're making the decision to wait until marriage. Mm-hmm. So we're focusing on more so that celibacy. You've had it, you've mm-hmm. done it, you've enjoyed it, you might have demised it, you might have tolerated it, whatever the case. But now you're making the conscientious decision that, no, I don't want to have sex with anybody else until I've married my spouse. Yeah. Cold turkey. Yeah. Cold turkey. 
no, you can't watch porn. You shouldn't watch porn right, because right. that's going to propel you to enact on it. Mm-hmm. You should really. It's a clean detox. You should. Cold turkey, everything. I can't say put your phone on airplane mode, but you know. You have to be, you have to have that willpower. Right. You have to. There's, and there is beauty in celibacy. There is. So if you're listening to this and you're on the edge, should I, or should I, you know, do I want to wait? I know that I've been in fucked up situations by in the past. I want to do better. Okay. Let me be your Jiminy Cricket. What do you have to lose? I think, and then with the celibacy, celibacy thing, I know it's, it's hard going cold turkey, but that's where prayer comes in at. Too. Ooh, mm-hmm. faith. Because yes. you're going to have to pray your way through that. Because once I say I don't want to do this, all of that temptation that will always come, you have to pray that temptation away. Right. And you have to believe and have faith that you can make it to that finish line of what you're reaching. Because without that, you're going to mess up. It's hard. I think it's take a priority shift. Yeah. To adjust to it. Because, okay, now that you're not exuding energy, trying to... Hmm, not that explicit, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> 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 that almost came out. And I, no. Okay. If you've, you know, you've, you've done all that you wanted to... You're not exuding the energy to, you know, engage in sexual intercourse. Uh-huh. You have to find some other way to... Channel that energy. It's like a drug. Sex is like a drug sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You find a hobby. hobby. Yeah. Just like you would do for any other thing that you're trying to stop doing. You have to find that hobby. And it's it's hard for a lot of people, me included, when there's something that I know that I need to stop doing and to find something good to erase the bad. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hard to find something where I can say, okay, yeah, I know I can do this every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't want to do it because you want to do this and not your hobby. But the hobby is the best best thing to do. You also have to remember what you're doing it for. That too. Mm. So it's like, you know, you want like to make you. sure. <laughs> I like that. I mean, what are you doing it for? Yeah. I like it. Go ahead. Like, like you said, because if you, if you go into prayer mm-hmm. and you're praying your way through that, you know, prayer is about um, focusing on, on the goal. It's focusing on strength during that time. Okay. So what am I praying about? Am mm-hmm. I just going to God and say, God, please don't let me have sex. Help me to not have sex. Mm-hmm. But what makes it easier and what makes it more um, worthwhile is knowing why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So let's just say you can choose to say, okay, well, I want to refrain from having sex because I want to wait until I'm married. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the win there? Okay, so what if you wait until you marry and then you uh, have sex with your husband and he ends up being an asshole? So now you don't feel like it was worth it. Yeah. So you have to change what it's about. You have to make sure that your reasoning for waiting is not about someone else. It's for you. It's for you. Mm-hmm. A lot, because a lot of decisions that you make, even if yes, it could include somebody else, you have to make sure that you are happy and. Your life is the one that's impacted and not somebody else's because nobody has to live with you but you. Right. And your mindset is the thing that's going to make or break you. Right. And so if you're walking into this with the mindset of, yeah, I just don't want to have sex. I just 
want to wait till my husband. Like you said, if I'm not happy with my husband after the fact, but am I still happy with myself? Right. For doing this. Like, it's, you just have to make sure that your mind is at ease and mm-hmm. you're doing what makes you happy in the long run. Exactly. And that's where your strength comes from, mm-hmm. is when it's about you, when it's for you. Also, make sure it's not about control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure nobody's controlling you to do it. Mm-hmm. And that you're not using, you know, your, what they call it, your what power? Because <laughs> you want to, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And that BBE, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that big energy, you know, to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, the control thing is, because is, especially with someone with low self-esteem mm-hmm. and they feel like this person is the one for them and they're going to, you know, make them happy and this is the person they're right. going to be with. But it's because you don't, you've never had anything else or you've never had anything good. So this is all you know. Right. So you're really not happy within yourself. So now you're punished, not wanting to say punishing yourself, but in the general sense of it, you are. Yeah. Because once you get to that finish line, now you kind of hate yourself. Your resentment. Like, you're going to hate. You're going to need mm-hmm. that. I could have did something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now it's like, it's not you. Pers- yes and no. Because it's it's not you. you. You can figure that part out and figure mm-hmm. out why you felt this way. But then that's extra help. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, a lot of y'all are going to be so blow to me after I say this. But I'm doing this for the love of my podcast. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's your reason behind sex? Is it a sport? Is it recreational? Is it spiritual? Um, what outweighs what it? And I say that because I said something about that on Twitter the other day. So somebody was like, basically what we're saying now, you know, um, why people be upset when they say something about um, not what? God damn it. I need to. It was basically along the lines of waiting until sex and then you know choosing a partner i said well you know i'm not offended or anything but you know sex shouldn't be the catalyst for your relationship right that shouldn't be the foregoing factor of a commitment because again there's going to come a time sooner than later it hit me because like what if some free accident happened and brother Equipment don't work no more. Right. And so... Your love for him just down the drain or the what, quote unquote, love for him was down the drain because that was that was your foundation. You're in love with the sex and not in love with the person. Mm-hmm. And the foundation that you're supposed to set. But I feel like for me, sex right now is more just intimacy in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to go with... If it's... It's going to be one person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to just because, you know single dating or not it's still that one person that i'm going to do that with because i'm just not going to just give my body to anybody right and i feel like for me that's kind of what it is and hopefully that you know that relationship grows into something else but for me right now that's kind of just what it is it's not really a and no, Something this different. this episode is not an admonishment. If you are sexually active, you do you. 
Yeah. Right. Do what do what makes you Yeah, happy. we're not we're not telling you you shouldn't have sex. No. No, no, no that's no. not this. Um again, irrelevant. So <laughs> it but it is a different perspective because if you have been in those messed up relationships in the past you know, you don't want to re- keep that cycle going. Mm-hmm. You don't want to use sex as a drug to, you know, cloud what's happened or right. what you're feeling. Yep. Yep. That's not the way to go. Yeah. Now, the beauty of the way and of this book is is the intentional dating to, to find your spouse mm-hmm. and being straight up at jump, this is what I'm on. Yeah. Can you get with it or not? We all grown. You can make a decision. All right. You gave me your yay and nay. We proceeded accordingly. If it's yay and a little way down the line, trying to cross that boundary. All right. Then I said, <coughs> yeah. this is what I'm on. And then you can make a decision From accordingly. Right. Now, man, we got to know when no means no. And that's every time. No means no. Mm-hmm. If she bucking, you ain't fucking. I mean, that's for women too. Cause yes, women too. I guess women I mean, too. Women, some women are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Ladies, it's not a no piece means of meat. No. Regardless. <laughs> it's not a piece of meat. He is someone's sons, for God's sakes. As you are someone's daughter. Be respectful. Exactly. <laughs> but the problem is that what we need to do is what we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Because again, and, and again, we have all been in the spiritual upbringing. Mm-hmm. The intent for sex is procreation. And, you know, that intimate fellowship with your, with your partner. It's one of the pleasures of God's holy ordinance of marriage. That's what it was intended for. Now, how we've come to where we are now, it's nothing but Satan. (laughs) Sin and Satan. But it's the world we live in. Yeah. And again, there's no judgment. You do what you do. I mean, whatever your vice is, you got to answer to God. But as for me, I know what it was intended for. I thought he was about to say that. In my house. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. I really thought that's where we were going. I thought about it. I shift the gears. I was about to say, you real churchy, don't you? I shift the gears on it. But nah, like, you have to call a spade a spade. True. And if you are engaging in sexual activities, be very aware and cognizant of what can come from those activities. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about producing life. Mm hmm. Gotta be aware, and it's like that's what I'm saying. The society that we in, shit is a sport. Like, yeah, and I, I feel, I, and I don't want to sound. I, I don't. I think that's an immaturity level too. Like when you're kind of just out there doing, oh, yeah, each and everybody just because you can, with no regard of, you don't know where this person, where this person been, where mm-hmm. this person been. It's kind of. I would say, I want to say immature, but immature in a sense. Yeah. Like you have to grow up to see like this is not a contest to see how many bodies you got right, or right. whatnot because a lot of people go about it. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I think it's that. I think it's uh, um, 
lack of maturity. But you know, you have some men that are men and women. Let me be very specific, men and women that are, you know, in their 30s, that's still doing that, mm -hmm. that are married, that's still doing that. Um, and so it's like, you know, maturity doesn't come with age, but I also think it's a matter of brokenness. Mm -hmm. because they're trying to fill a void of some sort. They're trying to uh, heal improperly by being with different people, having the different bodies, because it's fulfilling something in that moment in time that they need. It's a fix. I said it earlier. Is it true? Yeah, it's a fix. So it's just like, you know, like you said, we shouldn't be. We really should not be having sex like it's a sport because there's so many things that's happening. You know, people don't like, they like to think that there's a misconception when it comes to soul ties and so forth. But I mean, we're spiritual, right? That shit is real. Whether you believe in God or, or, or Allah or whoever it is you pray to or talk to, it's still spirituality. So when you're laying next to someone and you're connecting with someone on that intimate level and allowing your bodies to come together, what you think you're doing? If all that energy and all that magic can make life, if it can ultimately make life, then what you think happens when you walk away from that person? You're not just detached. So it's something to really think about. It is. I'm going to prove her point for y'all who think that she bullshitting. All right. Your memory ain't that bad. Unless you were just blackout drunk and you was just doing whatever. I can't talk on y'all because you just don't remember. But those of us who, you know, are aware of people we've been with, mm -hmm. you know, put a face with a name of somebody you've been with and tell me your mind and your spirit don't go back to exactly at that moment. Right. Or one of those moments. I will always say soul ties are real. Mm. That is it's, that is your spirit. It's, it's 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 real. Connected still with that person, and it's crazy how you know you could just see a person and feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So it's like again, it's just a different feeling. Like you just you remember. Yeah. No. And it even doesn't even have to be on the like the intimacy level it could be anger yeah it could be happy you remember that that owe you ten dollars yeah like you could <laughs> yeah. see somebody in the middle of the street and that you haven't seen forever but you can remember that one thing that they did mm -hmm. that made you pissed it's and yeah. your whole demeanor just changes right and it, it it happens soul ties are strong yeah now you might ask yourself does this really have to be until marriage? Celibacy, the weight. Does it really have to be until marriage? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, I would. Yes. I would say ultimately yes. I think that's that should be the goal for everybody. Right. But it's also sometimes that may not work for everybody. Mm -hmm. It may so not. So it kind of. The goal, yes, is to wait till marriage. Mm -hmm. But you also have to do what's best for you and your partner as well. Mm. Do in you? a sense. I, I believe so. I mean, if I wouldn't say me personally, I, if I'm going to go the selfie route, I'm going to wait until marriage. Right. I mean, y'all might see me at my reception 
And 10 minutes later, y'all might not see me no more. <laughs> so, because I couldn't wait too much longer because that's been a long road. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's what's, what's best for me and my the partner. Sister, the sister, that's a, that's a standard that don't get to be set variantly. Like, that, that should, that's the standard. That is what yeah, should again, be. again, I feel like that is the standard. I would do that. But, like I said, some people may feel differently. But they don't want to do it that way. Um, but what causes people to feel? What do you think causes people to feel like? And, and we're here. I'm here with you because I agree with what, what you're saying. But I want to know, like, in your opinion, what causes people to feel like? What is a scenario where they feel like they they shouldn't have to wait? wait. That it is different for them and their spouse. I would say it's probably where you feel. You know, we've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. We know we're getting married. Right. What if we... <laughs> go ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, we know we get married. Let's do it a couple of months. Let's just... A couple of months. Let's see how this works. Let's do it. And they may feel where that's not for them. Being in this, this situation where they're like, okay, okay, I don't think this is for us. And they may not be on the same level of where I may say I want to do this. And you may say that, and he may say he doesn't want to do that. Right. And so I don't want to force you to do it because now that's resentment. Right. So even if we say, yes, we're going to do this, he's going to say, you know, happy wife, happy life. So if she wants to do it, then I'm going to do it with her. Right. I'm going to be upset about it, but then what's he going to do? Because if he can't get it and he feeling some type of way because he can't go get it, then what's he going to go do? He's going to go out and get wherever he want to get it from. So it could be where he's not strong enough mm-hmm. in that to say, I'm not okay with it, or can we do a trial? You know, yeah, I don't think I some people can't do cold turkey and just stop. Some people may have to trial and error it, where some couples can say, okay, yeah, we're doing this tomorrow. Done. Get what you're saying. So in your scenario, it's more so they're already together mm-hmm. and they're choosing to go the celibacy route and wait yeah yeah and that that would be difficult that would be difficult because we're in two different places so i think the best thing to do if someone is say like how we're speaking um if in in the sense that you're single you shouldn't um date someone that's not there um because in that sense you're unequally yoked as if you know we're gonna take it back to the church thing yeah you're unequally yoked so in that sense no but because i mean like you said, who wants to feel that pressure of knowing that if I don't give in, if I don't sacrifice who I am and give you what you want right now in a sexual way, you're going to go out and cheat. You're going to go out and get it from somewhere else or we can't work. So I think, you know, it, with that being said, yeah, definitely um, you if you're single and you're dating and you know that you want to be celibate, date somebody that's celibate. Mm-hmm. But if you're together and you're choosing as a couple that, okay, now we want to go cold turkey. That yeah, in that sense, it's gonna be kind of hard. Yeah, it, it, but it also mm-hmm. does have to be a, a conversation mm-hmm. leading up to it. It's not like a I come home today and I say, "Hey, I want to do this." I feel like right. it's a conversation that most couples need to have if they're going to go that route because you have to know if there are some reservations mm-hmm. from one person to the next on if they could do this. And the single thing, I think. Like you said, it needs to be, of course, the conversation up front where if you can't do this, then 
we're not going to be able to work. Right. But with couples, I do feel it has to be a conversation that leads up to, okay, now I know that right. I'm comfortable with doing this and you're comfortable so we can work together right. and not go head to head because I feel some type of way, you feel some type of way. Right, right. I agree. I totally agree. Listen. <laughs> Whole time y'all was talking, I was taking points from both of y'all. And it's like, I'm going to kick it to you like this. It depends on how you believe. Yeah. Because the reality is, if you, depending on your belief, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm spiritual, but I believe in Christ. So there's yeah, that. So, of course, we're not under the mosaic law, you know, the fire and brimstone. If you sin, you're going straight to hell. No, we're not. We're not under that. We're under grace. Like, we're covered mm-hmm. under the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Holy Lamb. You know the spell. Mm-hmm. So, here we are with the cheat code of repentance. We quit to say, I ain't going to do it no more. And we use that as I get out of Jeffrey Carr or the fact that, mere fact that because I believe in Christ, you know, I'm I'm covered and I will assumedly go to heaven. It's what you believe because honestly, you have to be serious and like we said, we gotta commit. If you're gonna be in the weight, if you're gonna successfully execute the weight, then you have to be willing to not cut corners and do your due diligence, not to put your position put yourself in a position to fall. So those of you who are thinking about doing the weight and live with your significant other, notice I did not say spouse, significant other. That is a setup. You are setting yourself up because unless y'all are sleeping in a California king size bed with a divider of pillows and everything. Room. Right. I didn't want to go that extreme. <laughs> a whole different room. Unless you're willing to do that, then eventually you're going to cave, like Jalisa said. Mm, maybe I can yeah. just do it this one time. Okay, but then you might feel remorse, and that's why I wanted to interject that first time. About and I'm gonna let her shit talk her shit. That first time you gonna feel the type of way until that urge arises again. Yeah. Mm, did that one time. You said we weren't gonna do it. I know we said we weren't gonna do it. But we gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Almost done with her. That can of worms. You <laughs> tasted it. So yeah. now, metaphorically, so now you, you know, you. <laughs> metaphorically, but now you, it's, 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 it's difficult for you now to stop because again, you're staying together. Where are you going to go? Yeah. It's difficult to, to stop. And it, once you stop, the process you can't really go back mm-hmm. because now you like you said you've gotten that i want to keep going i want to keep going back i want to keep going back so it is hard to stop once you start that's true but you know what i think what makes um now i know we said that we wouldn't we don't have to go that deep into it and say what we did and what we didn't do but it's the o2 lit podcast baby i'll play devil's advocate here mm-hmm. um I think it makes it more authentic to say, you know, speak on your experiences just to be a little bit more transparent. And I'll spe- I'm speaking for myself mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say, oh, you should do this and you should do that. Mm-hmm. And then I can hear somebody saying, well, what you did? 
Yeah. Like it's easy. It's because it's easier said than done, you know? Right. And so speaking from experience, my ex-husband, and I actually did premarital counseling. And um, my uncle is a pastor and he basically sat us down and said, yo, like y'all talking about marriage. Like, do you know each other? Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, we know each other. Like, yeah, right. nah, yeah, we know each other. That's how we know each other. So I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, if you know each other, he's like, at the end of the day, kind of like what you were saying earlier, like once everything is, once everything is said and done, once the dust is set, you know, you're going to need more than just sex to sustain you're gonna need more than just sex to sustain um and i'm talking about the days where it's rough when it's hard where you're having financial issues you can't just you can't fuck your way out of that no you can't do that so you know you start having kids you can't just fuck your way out of that like you have to rely on who you are as a couple so we went through premarital counseling and one of the first things he said was you start today that's it. Refrain. There's no more sex. Like you guys need to spend the next few months learning each other, learning each other. And we got married quick. You know, we got married quick. Yeah. So it was like, you only have like 60 days, like spend the next 60 days, not doing anything did not happen. And as much as we tried, it didn't, we were already living together. It was so backwards. And so by the time we walked down the aisle, we were already effed up. Because we couldn't just connect on a simple level. We were young and we thought mm-hmm. that that's what we was, you know, whatever. We, mm-hmm. we got this. We know what we want. And then six months later into the marriage, all hell broke loose. But we would have seen all of that had we just stepped away for, you know, a few months and got to know each other on that level. Everything would have been very clear if sex was not involved. But we would have an argument, we have a disagreement, and then what we do? Make up. Make up. It's the makeup sex. It's the makeup sex. Makeup sex. <laughs> so. Like I, I, and I will go with that with the the, the whole makeup sex thing. Like I've I've been single for mm-hmm. a while, but I will always have just one person that I you know I would talk to, and we didn't always see eye to eye. And like you said, it was that there were red flags that I knew that I should have walked away from. Right now. In my younger years, no, I didn't see that mm-hmm. because what I saw was this guy who I felt like was everything, right. and then we'll have makeup sex and right. he'll, we'll fuck it out, right. and now, all right, well, I guess we okay for now, and everything goes buried for weeks and months mm-hmm. and years, and then when everything blows up, because I'm the type of person that I, I hold everything in, yeah. so when all those little small things end up blowing up, now it's a big thing where, like you said, as we would have just had the conversation mm-hmm. or we would have talked or we would have spent the time to figure things out, then it wouldn't be this big blow up. Right. And a lot of people, one, we don't, our generation don't, doesn't communicate. Yeah. We don't know yeah. how to communicate because it was, if I felt some type of way, you know, I can speak from kind of like experience where, you know, the adults were just like, you don't need no therapy. You don't want to talk to nobody. You know, it's not wrong with you. You just, just go take a nap. And it's (laughs) where I have these feelings and I want to talk about it, but I didn't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us don't. So when you get into these situations, you think, okay, well, sex. Right. Because I don't want to have the argument. I don't want to talk about it. 
I don't want to say none of that. And that hurts couples and that mm-hmm. hurts people because if you can't communicate with your partner, like you said, when those bad days come around, how are you going to fix it? Right. You can't. You can't. You just, you have to communicate. Exactly. So I wish people would learn how to communicate. <laughs> Go to therapy. It helps. Therapy does help. Definitely. Um, and it helps you address the things on a deeper level instead of doing things on a surface level, mm-hmm. which includes, and I think, in my opinion, uh, sexual relations is surface level. Mm-hmm. It's surface level stuff. It involves surface level emotions. It's literally satisfying your flesh. That's <clears throat> it. That's it. And so, you know, when you dig, when you dig deeper... You realize that there's more to it. Metaphorically. You know? There's a reason why you're... <laughs> you are ridiculous. Like, this doesn't make no sense. It's to be perfectly This the fruit snacks. This the fruit snacks. It's good good watches. <laughs> but yeah, once you dive... Once you dive deeper... <laughs> Metaphorically. Once you do, then you see why you do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, why is sex so important right for me like did i not because some people look at it where they didn't get enough attention and love from mm-hmm. right from their family or they didn't feel wanted yes. and so now because i have somebody who mm-hmm. want me and they want to fuck and mm-hmm. they call me anytime and they drunk and all this good stuff and i know they want to come home to me blah blah okay but when they leave the next day then then what right are they going to call and make sure you're okay? Are they going to pray for you? Are they going to, if you get into some shit, are they going to be able to come and help? Like, you know, don't just go into something just because of the sex. Right. Just because it's not good don't mean it's what you need. No. If the issue isn't resolved before you have sex, it was in vain. Yes, it was in vain because after y'all come down off that ecstasy, you still got to deal with this issue. Because it's going to get buried. It's not going nowhere. Facts. <laughs> it is not going it's nowhere. It's not going nowhere. And, um, yeah. <laughs> now, fellas, I, I I do... I'm a married man sitting at the table, so, you know, from my perspective, you know, the book talks about how to find your wife if you're looking for a wife. Because I know a lot of you aren't looking for a wife. And, I mean, hey... Teachers on. I personally, I'm I'm blessed to have April in my life and and be able to share my life with her. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we're we're about eight months in, so it's Sheesh. exactly. <laughs> if no 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 no, because oh. it was January. We're yeah. in November, so we're yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna intend. Yeah. Ten months. Oh, okay. wow. No, that's right. just yeah. yeah. I love you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's crazy how time fly like that it because it's it don't feel it don't feel that long. Yeah, it's so yeah. that's really a compliment. Yeah, mm. that is a compliment. Niggas be like, here's some change. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's but you know. Just from what it's talking about, it's like the surest way is to be is to become the kind of man she'll be attracted to, self-aware, mature, and in tune with God's vision for your life. So, being self-aware again, you have to you got to be cognizant of who you are. Mm-hmm. Besides your ability to pleasure a woman, who are you? 
Mm-hmm. What are your gifts? What are your what are your hobbies? What is it that you aspire to do? You have to have goals. You have to have a vision because, you know, you can't have a woman with of your dreams with no vision. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to. I mean, I know people don't like the word lead, but you know, you have to be able to say, okay, this is what I want to do, or this is how I see things. This is how I, again communicating because a good leader communicates. Yeah. You can't have your troops going which way and not give them specific instructions. You have to be able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. And and on the sense of communicate is more so you have to listen. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just respond. Like Don't listen push. to respond. Listen you, to you understand. Have to, you have to really understand what the person is saying. And even you can agree to disagree, but it's mm-hmm. also a way to agree mm-hmm. in a sense. Where you have, you have to find that that middle. The word is compromise. Yeah, you <laughs> you got to find it. it because without that, that. It, it's still not going to work. Right. Now that is the number one question I ask any guy who is like talking about getting into a relationship. Are you ready to compromise? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to not have your way all the time? You ready to have to consider somebody else before you make a major life decision? And that's for us too. And even day to day decisions, you still have to consider that person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's also about too, as you said, that with a man who wants to find a wife, he has to be the type of man that a woman wants to marry. Mm-hmm. But we also have to be the type of woman that, that a man, man wants, wants yeah. to wants to marry and wants to find. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I I out here. Uh, certain women all the time say things like, oh, you know, he got to be this. I want him to be fit. I want him to be, uh, you know, make this money, this, this, and that. Okay, but do you work out? Do you eat well? Can you cook? Can you can you cook? Like, And that's not saying that we're supposed to be Susie Homemaker, but it's just what are you bringing to the table? Can you reciprocate qualities that you require? Exactly, because you are what you attract. Yep. So you want to know why you are attracting, you know, Joe Schmo from down the street who just, he can't keep a job. He can't do what he needs to do. Okay, but where are you lacking in your life? Where can you fix it so you can become adequate enough to attract the right type of man? And that's where this, like, the self-love and the self-care comes Facts. in because if you don't know yourself mm-hmm. and you're not happy within yourself or strong within whatever your beliefs in or whatever you have going on then of course you're not going to find somebody or so that person that you want is not going to be the person that's that's going to find you exactly. because you have to know and be very positive about you right. you have to love yourself and that goes for men and women mm-hmm. because i could see you as a man mm-hmm. and i could feel like you have all the same qualities that i want but if i feel that I can kind of, you sometimes you can kind of tell when somebody doesn't have that that yeah, self esteem, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can always help. You can, but you can't, cause you can't build somebody up. Right. You can help, but that's the work that you got to do on your own. So if you have that in you, then you'll find that that perfect person. Right. And in order to find that, that's where that waiting comes in. Mm-hmm. Because that gives you the opportunity. It clears it clears the air. It gives you the, the time to find out who you are outside of sex. Yep. What, what do you like? Sometimes we'll go into a relationship and it's so easy for us to forget who we are because we really never fully discovered 
yep. all of who we are and accepted all of who we are before we even entered it but what we're doing trying to match my uncle used to say this thing he used to say a relationship is not or a marriage or commitment is not 50 50 people used to say oh it's 50 50 100 no 100 100 yeah if i'm giving 50 percent of me where the other 50 percent going at yeah it has to, to be 100 but and then the the other part part is you know giving where i think a lot of people kind of get mixed up with me included is i can give you 100 percent, and i'm going to give you the best version of me but don't give me 50. Right. Because if I'm going to tell you this is what I need and I'm going to tell you my my boundaries and I'm going to tell you what I dislike, what I like, and I'm giving you this 100%, don't come at me with 50. Right. Because sometimes for a not as strong person, that can bring you down. Yeah. And it, it sucks, but it's also, okay, well, now I know it's a it's a building block. Because mm-hmm. if somebody gives you 50, now it's, okay, the next time around, I know when to cut this off. Right. If I'm not getting what I need. Right. Now, you may be thinking about going through the weight, going through celibacy, and or you have been, for that matter. You have been for some time. Let's, let's talk to those people who have actually engaged in stopping sex mm-hmm. for their partner. You're probably in the season of thinking like, damn, when is this going to get? When is Mr. Him going to show up so, you know, we can get this show on the road? First of all, that's a horrible attitude. Yeah. That is so true. I tell... I'm going to say it again, women. You are not to be looking for no man. You are to be, like these women said, becoming the best self so that the right man that is already on you know on your wavelength can come and kick it with you but you are not not to have roman eyes set very lowering your standards mm-hmm. just to appease or attract a guy or a female for that matter again whatever it's your, it's you have to be your best self, and you wonder why you're in shitty relationships because you had shitty standards. Yeah. You let it, so you true. let it slide. You let it slide. You let them red flag slide. Mm-hmm. You let them wave like the star spangled better mm-hmm. flag. It is. Mm-hmm. But lit up like a Christmas tree. Hello. But you yeah. didn't listen to that gut feeling like hmm, this may not be it, and you talked yourself out of it. The sex good. They treat me right. They buy me things. Never mind the fact that child, he slapped the shit out you. Like, never mind the fact that he calls you every name but a child of God. Never mind the fact that he belittles you every chance you get. Never mind the fact that he sexually abuses you by withholding to get what he wants. You know, just a couple of things like that. But you let those shit slide because, oh, the physical felt good. And I mean, if if we get personal, I I was in something like that mm-hmm. like, again, and it's it's hard. I will say it's sometimes depending on the person, it's hard to get out of a situation it like is. that. If you one, if you don't recognize the red flags because you're looking at something different mm-hmm. and you're looking at the physical sense instead of the emotional sense, and once you get out of it, it's hard to you're always gonna have those feelings. And you're always going to be like, what did I do wrong? What did I? Because that's where you felt. I was giving him all these things, mm-hmm. but I didn't get 
the love in return. I didn't get what I needed. I didn't get the support. I didn't get the push that I needed. And I was giving all these things. Mm -hmm. But when you see those red flags and you get out of that, then that's the opportunity for you to say, this next time, I'm not going to let that pass me by because now I know. And I, you have to grow up in that sense. Mm -hmm. Not in the being like childish or rude, like grow up, but you have to literally grow up and figure out that this is not the right place for you because you're blinded when you're in a situation. You don't see the outside. And once you step outside of it and you look at it, it's like, damn, how the fuck did I let myself stay in this (laughs) shit? Yeah. Because I look at it and I really, I really sit there sometimes like, me mm-hmm. and myself now looking at younger me is just I'm confused and I feel like a lot of people would be very surprised because they wouldn't think that I would be in a situation like that because of how I carry myself like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna let somebody just walk all over me mm-hmm. or I wouldn't look like I did that but niggas can blind you that's so true that is so and true. it's scary because you it don't realize it until after the fact mm-hmm. and now you're on this wavelength of self-care and learning yourself and trying to be Mm -hmm. that better person but then you have this in the background i'm never going to be good enough to get this because i've already dealt with this Hmm. so you have to fight through that yeah and people have to learn how to fight through the demons to get to the better part of life and happiness and peace yes you have to trust what you can't see child bless it That goes back to that faith factor. If you are executing the weight and you're not seeing no results, you just have to keep trusting that if you're doing what you're intended to do. And again, that kind of goes back to the guys in God's vision. You have to be doing something productive. Like Mm -hmm. whatever it is you feel God calls you to do. And if you don't know if it's God calling you to do, it's nothing illegal. It's nothing that's going to cause harm, detriment to your community or yourself or your family. Nothing like that. It's something that's uplifting mm-hmm. someone. It's what you're, you know, providing or, you know, producing. Just being productive, like I said. But when it comes to the weight, y'all, and we said it all, like, throughout this whole thing. But you have to, even if nothing's happening, if you're doing right, something's happening. You're not going to see it like Jaleesa said. You're not going to see that shit like while you're in it. But mm-hmm. even in such bad situations, you don't see it. Even in good situations, you may not see yep. what's already brewing for you. Just keep pushing. Yep. Take it a day at a time. Stop looking. I be telling telling people I be working with, like, stop looking at next month. Mm-hmm. You got to get there first. <laughs> like, you got to get through the day and get to the next day. Don't even... <laughs> You just got to get through the next second, honestly. <laughs> just do your best right now. Right. Everything else will flow. There's no past, no future, just now. Yeah. Future and the present is the same. You doing everything you're doing, make it your best. And I promise you, you're going to attract what's meant for you. The saying is so true. What's meant for you ain't going to miss you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. You just got to be able, like you said, to push through it. Even if you're older than you like to be and still haven't found that spouse, man, woman included. 
it's not too late. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's late. not, you don't, there's no timetable on this shit. Well, God, if God want it, you get it when you're supposed to. You're going to get it. Because we can always think that we're ready for it and then we're really honestly not ready. Yeah. For sure. That comes from broken, that results, broken homes. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that over here. <laughs> Broken homes. All that. Like again, it's it's yeah, it could be personal, but it's just like grand scheme things, objectively thinking, like we have gotten into these relationships mm-hmm. and again, then had children with people and now you have this human being who still has to exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking to anybody in particular, but just in all honesty, we have to get back to the roots or actually enact the, you know, getting to know people, actually giving that time. I mean, who said there's no time to say, well, you getting married, whatever. If you want to wait six months and get married, by all means. If you want to meet first day and get married, by all means. That's your prerogative. But understand, there are repercussions to it because. You really need to know somebody before you. You get into that commitment. And, of course, you still can get into a commitment and not know somebody. I was about to say, because you... People can, people can blind you. That's true. Again, you can think you know them, and you get into this commitment, and we're we're all good. You know, we've waited. We did this, and we've done that, and we went to counseling. And people can really trick you. They so, can. it's not always going to be perfect, but... I think... It's more so um, you can't allow time to be a factor mm-hmm. because it's not about time. Like, it, I can't have kids. I'm 30, yeah. 40 years old. <laughs> I think a lot of people look at, and me included, I would say that, but not in the love, not in the love aspect mm-hmm. as far as I want to do this by this time. Yeah. But a lot of people look at timelines and a lot of people compare themselves to what they see. Right. So, you know, social media now. Mm-hmm. You'll see every other weekend there's somebody else, like, you know, getting engaged or right. somebody else having a baby, you know. And so some people can be really say, well, I'm supposed to be doing this, too. Just like the picture and keep scrolling, bro. Congratulations. Next. Yeah. Stop taking shit to heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you don't know what's going on in that relationship. That's very true. <laughs> so you're out here jealous that somebody getting married, but you do not know the mechanics in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you knew the introspects of it, you would probably be like, oh, no. It's not something I want. It really be grateful be for where you are. Yes. Like, just, you are alive. Yep. You have abilities. You are in sound mind. You, even if shit going tough right now, you making it because you listening to this. You are, again, you're alive. I gotta say that again because mm-hmm. some people ain't. Yeah. That's the one. That's it. So be grateful for what you got. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I, it's um, not a, it's not a race. At all. Because love is, is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Love is happy. Love is peace. Love is everything. But, it's not a race to get there. Right. Because once you get there, then that's when the real work begins. Because mm-hmm. it's not. And it's work, bro. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this beautiful thing we call marriage is work. Is. You, 
and I love my spouse, but you you gotta be ready to show up a hundred a hundred, even if you ain't feeling a hundred, just show up and see what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you can only do what you can do. And I mean, make do with what you have. Showing up is, is the best part. Because you got That's somebody That's really 75% of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really that showing up so that we can start to work mm-hmm. is, is the main part for me sometimes. Because it's just like, yeah, we can have this argument or we can have these discussions, but if you don't show up, in the hardest moment sometimes so that we can start the work yes. then what are we doing exactly exactly yeah show up exactly and i think that's something that you you have to see you have to wait and see if someone is going to do that mm-hmm. for themselves because you know that's about how they feel about themselves a lot of times we take things personally when someone cheats when someone um chooses to handle a situation poorly and we think that's a reflection of how they feel about us that's a reflection of how they feel about themselves and it took me a very long time to understand that so when we talk about um you know having that uh peace i i would say that right now um the last couple of years i have experienced the most peace mm-hmm. just being by myself mm-hmm. Uh, you know, attempting and failing at, when I did with celibacy, but um, I said I took about three years off after my divorce and was three years celibate. Um, and it took me some time to kind of figure out why the hell did I make some of the decisions I made that led to me being a single mom with two kids. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the hardest walks that I had to walk because. You know, we have we have mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And in the, on the outside looking in, then you talk about how things look. It's a beautiful wedding. Looked like it was a beautiful marriage. My shoot was shot. <laughs> <laughs> but shit was hitting a fan. Yeah. And shit was literally hitting. You know, holes in the wall. All mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah. Being pregnant. Pinned to the bed. You get what I'm saying? It was very volatile, abusive. But this was because sex clouded so much of it mm-hmm. that I we could not see. So, you know, after that I was like, what 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 would make me make decisions the way that I made them and not pay attention to patterns, behavior, red flags, the way things were said, the way a conversation was ended, the way a conversation never started. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these little signs that people give you to let them know you need to step, you need to walk away. What would make me choose to ignore all of those things i needed those three years i needed those three years without being in somebody's bed um and and not that i was ever really active like that but Mm -hmm. i just needed nothing Mm -hmm. just me me figuring out who i was as a single woman figuring out who i was as a single parent like i needed those years and had i been sleeping with someone during that time and mixing all those emotions and energies and all that stuff there's no way I would have been here where I am, where I sleep in my king size bed alone. Yeah, of course we want to be with somebody, but I sleep by myself and I sleep good. Okay, girl, we love a good sleep. <laughs> and I'm comfortable and I'm at peace. And although I know that, okay, I want to be married again, um, I want this. My kids ask me all the time, when are we going to get a new daddy? That's something that they want because they don't have that. They've never experienced mm-hmm. that. And I say, when God gives us one. Of course, that's what I want, but I'm not going to rush it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I've seen 
what happens when you don't wait, when you go into something and you're, you're not looking at things from the full scope. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it, I've experienced that. So I'm like at a place now where I'm like, okay, I'll be 30 on the 20th. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm good. That's a good place to be in. I'm good. And I mean, a lot of, and for you, like the most difficult times come out with the most beautiful endings. Like, yes. Those difficult times where I'm crying and I don't know where this is going to end. Mm-hmm. And when I get to that place where I'm out of that dark place and into a beautiful place with peace and happiness yes. and I'm good. Like that, that was the whole meaning and purpose of it. So yeah. to get out of that to that happiness is, it's the goal. Yeah. It, and it kind of puts a new spin on what God means when he says surrender. Mm-hmm. When we just let go. And we just allow him to do exactly what it is that needs to be done in our lives. And we walk into our purpose. That's where that peace comes in. Like you said, we spend a lot of time. We might cry. We might get upset and be frustrated at the way things are gone. But when we just throw our hands up and just get that good cry. Oh, yeah, that good cry. <laughs> you love a good cry. That's when God can say, okay, that's, what, that's, that's, the, that's where I need you. When you let go. And that's what I, I feel is what waiting is about. It's just saying, I can't control the situation Mm -hmm. i'm not going to get this self-gratification by sleeping with someone i need to feel fulfilled all the time all the time not just when i'm laying with him i need to feel fulfilled so because of that i I take my hands off of it whatever you got for me is what i want so i'm not gonna look for nothing i'm not gonna go out searching because like the little website say i it's whatever god's match is for me Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Like Christian Mingle. Shout out to Christian Mingle. Period. <laughs> <laughs> now, y'all have said something. At peace. It's about being at peace with who you were, who you are, and who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're doing, if you're waiting... As long as you're doing that, time is never wasted. Time is always being fulfilled if you're if you're walking in what you're supposed to be doing. Peace don't come easy. At all. It's work. This is this is for the ones who think that peace comes out of a bottle. Nah, listen. You have to address everything you wanted to overlook. Hmm. Take accountability for it. Take whatever consequences came with it, accept it, and move on. It's hard to look yourself in the mirror, but yes, God, listen. But you have to if you really want to get a good reflection. I mean, the mirror is cool, but what's the purpose if you're not looking at yourself? Mhm. And I mean, I guess that's honestly, again, going into that. That's where therapy comes in too. Yes, because. You learn so much about yourself and mm-hmm. you learn where those issues stemmed from. And so that helps you grow and that helps that peace come in. That helps you figure out ways to get to that happiness mm-hmm. and get to that peace. And it's going to suck because a lot of people that you feel like are supposed to be in your life are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of those people that you feel like you talk to every day and y'all did X, Y, and Z, they're not the people that's supposed to be in your life because they're just holding you back. Right. From that self-happiness, that self-peace. All of that is not going to help. So, mm-hmm. 
therapy again. Yes, but I love that accountability because that's one of the hardest things that we you, we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. We Taking with ownership that. for your actions. Yes. Because, you know, you can look at those things like, you know, just speaking for me, I can look at, okay, yeah, I was in that situation, mm-hmm. but I let that happen. Exactly. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go back after that. Right. But in in it, no, I'm not going to see that. But I had to be strong enough and honest with myself and say, okay, but you took some action in that too. Because yes. if you didn't go back and say, okay, well, you know, it's okay. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Then he wouldn't have, we wouldn't have come back to the same situation. Right. Where now we don't clouded the judgment with, with this. Or we don't start another argument. Like, I wouldn't have to be in these things. But it takes strength to say, yeah, I was wrong, too. Exactly. And it may not be where I started the argument mm-hmm. or I, you know, led with this or I did this or I did that. It was allowing it. And when you allow someone to treat you the way that they treat yes. you, then it's your fault. Right. And, and like you said, it allowing it. And that ties back into everything that we're talking about. Because the whole purpose of waiting is remembering what you're doing it for, who you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. So when you know who you are, then you're able to set your own boundaries, your own standards. That's it. And that includes what I will allow and what I will not allow. And that was one of my biggest things. I had to take a hard look at myself after my divorce, even after certain things that came after that, and say, okay, well... Yeah, it was abusive. It was volatile. And I could have pointed my fingers and said, he did this, he did this, he did this. But all that would have did, that's where bitterness comes mm-hmm. in. And I was adamant about not being bitter. I was yeah. adamant about not going to social media mm-hmm. and telling my side. What My side doesn't Don't need to be it. said because my life is going to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. God is going to show through me. And that was the issue. I said, okay, what is it? that I did, what is it that is not healed in me that caused me to make some of the decisions that I made that led to led to being here? Because whether he was wrong doesn't matter at this point because I allowed it. Mm-hmm. And I allowed myself to not have one but two kids. So after that, I had to say, okay, instead of pointing a finger, instead of being upset, instead of being mad, okay, you be mad for a little bit, but then you get over it. Like mm-hmm. you said, we come to the acceptance, you accept accountability, get over it. So dead the issue. Like, dead it. Like, that doesn't mean that, you know, the person that, if he's an absent father, that he's not held accountable. God's taking care of that. Yeah, that's not that's for not, me to that's do. Not, that's not your your trial. That's, that's, that's not your business. Because your business is yourself. Exactly. And how you're going to live your life. And how you're going to proceed. And how you're going to be happy. Exactly. So, it, it, it has nothing to do with you. It's just... Or him, right. you know, or your partner. It's just, how is that going to help you? Right. Right. Who you are as mm-hmm. a person, you have to take time to figure that out. You have to look at your patterns. You have to look at your shortcomings and hold yourself accountable. It has nothing to do with no one else. And like you said, going to therapy really helps. It's not easy either. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of hard work mm-hmm. because... Finding yourself after a situation, I'm still finding myself. And that mm-hmm. was years ago. So it's not going to be a, something that was overnight where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I take accountability for it. I know I allowed this. Right. But years later, I'm still dealing with some of the things that happened. 
And again, you have to be willing to put in the work to say, I don't want to be sad about this no more. I don't want to deal with this. And so that's where the the weight comes in again because mm-hmm. I know I don't want somebody to treat me like that person did. And so now I'm going to have those boundaries and right. I'm going to work for it. And even if I have to, you know, my parents or my siblings or somebody may tell me, oh, ther- you crazy if you go to therapy. Well, let me be crazy then. Because I'll be crazy and I'm going to go to therapy and Mm -hmm. I'm going to find myself and I'm going to pray and I'm going to go to God Mm -hmm. and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to live the best life for me because I'm, like I said earlier, you're the only person that can live for you. Exactly. Shout out to therapy and Jesus. Therapy and Jesus. Therapy and Jesus. It helps. It helps. helps. It helps. Put it on a shirt. (laughs) It is. And it's a shirt? It's a shirt, okay. yeah. Because yeah. there's no way, honestly, like right now in mm-hmm. life, like there's no way I would really be dealing with life. Because life is ghetto. Oh, totally it's right. It's ghetto. Man, we and said that And I hate it here. <laughs> so life is ghetto. So there's no way that I could go through life right now without therapy and, mm-hmm. and Jesus. Like, there is no way. Because there are certain things that you have to dig into right because you can think that okay well this is just how it is mm-hmm. but no there's a reason for that right and if you don't find that reason now you stuck yeah dealing with the same thing you was dealing yeah. with before ongoing patterns i love those people that just say oh that's just how i am oh that's just how he is yeah but why you know and so if you if and if you're listening and you're one of those people that say waiting is something that you cannot do that's something to explore. Mm. Why not? Exactly. Because they don't have the strength. Why not? Ooh, I can't answer that one for them now. I can't answer that. <laughs> it's just something that I feel like in everybody's mind, I feel like that's this is something that comes across everybody's mind at some mm. point. You know? Mm-hmm. This is always, everybody, I believe, has had that thought of, okay, I'm going to be celibate. Right. We always say that, you know, I know younger me was, do make me mad. I'm going to be celibate. I'm not about to have no sex with nobody. And yeah. then a couple of days later, you know. <laughs> so, you know, younger me, but older me is like, okay, this, this makes sense. And even though I may not be ready today, but it's something that it's just like, okay, let me figure out myself to get to that point where I'm like, okay, I know I can do this. Yeah. Because I'm still honestly not strong enough to just say, Okay, tomorrow or a week or two down the line where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be celibate. Right. Like, that's just being honest with myself, knowing that I'm not able to do that at the point. But I do know that that is something I want to do. But most people's strength just is like, well, I'm, I want to do it, but no. Just no. Yeah. Or not, they don't want to work towards getting to that, that place where it's just like, okay, I know I'm working towards this to get me to that place. Yeah, because they don't see the problem. They don't see the problem. They don't see the value in doing so. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, why? Why am I doing that? And then I love the people that like to say, oh, um, marriage is just a piece of paper. So why do I need to uh, be listen. celibate listen. until then? Like, you know, it's just. Listen to me. <laughs> it is not just a piece of paper. It's not. Mm-hmm. I prom- if you're doing your marriage the right way. Yes. I forgot. How I felt when I signed that fucking paper and like I was happy, 
But now I have this overwhelming sense of one pride, responsibility, love, and it's just like accountability. Like yeah. you have to, you gotta know, you gotta know what you're doing this shit for because mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't no cakewalk. No, it's not. I'm not even in the marriage, and I know that marriage ain't no cakewalk. Uh-huh. You know, like I feel like you should have that idea too mm-hmm. when you're getting into something, even if you you've never been there. It's just I know marriage. Is work. Yeah. Yes, it's all okay. It could be cute pictures and it could be vacations and whatnot, but there's real life happening in the midst of cute. Mm-hmm. We're changing. We're growing. We're evolving. Like those people that have been together for years, they're not the same people they were when they first got married. Yeah. So that's where that work comes in because you've changed as a person. I've changed. So you will always be evolving. Yes, and it's exactly. Wanting to put in the work when you're still in that situation where it's just you don't know whether it's gonna be good or bad, mm-hmm. but you have to. Both parties have been able to put in that work because if you feel like your marriage is worth it, you show up. You show, show up. up. Dilly dilly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm a wait. That's what I want to do. I'm working, I'm working to get to that point. Right? And if you listening to this podcast and you know you want to make a decision or you've been teeter tottering on a decision, I'm like an invitation to the to discipleship. Benediction. Oh my God. Oh my That's what we God. Doing. That was churchy. Oh man, <laughs> listen oh, wow. to this. I heard that. I though. felt like I was about to ask him <laughs> yeah. to stand up. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you accept the Christ as your Lord and Savior. Look, I, that's where we was going. I heard it. That's okay. twice. Little PK. Twice. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We ain't gonna read your benediction. Go ahead. Support I'm you. Bad, I'm bad. Go ahead. We you already take a communion, so I mean. Hello. Because I'm about to pour it. That's why I'm Good Taylor part. Um, nah, but if you are thinking about celibacy, you. I just implore you. Just think about everything we just said on this episode. Think about the fact that it is a commitment. You have to diligently work at it every day. Just just know that. It's an everyday thing. Because even if you're living with somebody, ain't no guarantee y'all can get married. Mm-hmm. I've yep. seen that a time or two, too. Yep. So just because y'all living together, mm-hmm. don't guarantee, especially if you ain't got no right? Come on, man. Definitely, you're definitely playing it close to the chest. Like you should mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. take a beat. Mm-hmm. That's why them old folks used to say, "Y'all shacking up, shacking up." Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> but no, celibacy it could be a beautiful thing. It could be yeah. it could be something that you know allows you to discover, rediscover yourself, mm-hmm. discover yourself, and just expound and expand yourself. You know you. You get an opportunity and enough downtime, you done tapped into an ability you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. Now look at you, hustler. You done found a, you done found <laughs> something else you can you can do with your time. Right. And I mean, hey, that's another conversation. If you find something to do and that just pushes your timeline back, don't be afraid because God might be using you for something. Marriage is not for everybody, but it's not ordained for everybody. Mm-hmm. You may not be meant to be married. Many of the greatest in the Bible were not married. Mm -hmm. So don't think that your life is a 
because you didn't walk down the aisle, man. Listen, mm-hmm. you could produce greatness all by yourself. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean go be a whore. Oh, no. no, Jezebel, that's not what we said. Okay. Just, you know. have, be, have discretion about yourself. But nevertheless, yes, if you're going to wait, it does mean until marriage. It doesn't mean that you're allowing yourself to slip up premeditatively. Like, you're not saying beforehand, okay, I know I can do this shit. I can, I can slip up and forgive or ask for forgiveness. Nah, that's a horrible mentality. You need to go into this weight with a set mind. I'm not going to do this until I get married. That's how serious this is. Mm-hmm. If you are engaging, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about you and your personal weight. If you want to do this, that needs to be your mentality. The bar is set. It's not going to accommodate you. You accommodate it. Make the decision and commit. Ooh, that rhymed. Go ahead and drop Bars. Bars. It's already a vibe in here. Fellas, you find your wife by being that self-aware guy. Mature guy, understanding the value of the P word. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say the word pussy. Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> Self aware, mature, and in tune with God's vision for your life. You got to be walking in your purpose or striving to walk in your purpose before you try to find a spouse. Yep, that's the one. If you not if you if you just sit back, let's just say you don't have a spouse, you think about dating, getting serious, whatever, and you go over your life and you have this checklist of what it is you want to do, and as you're going down, you getting more X's than checks. Your priorities need to switch. Hmm. If you're not satisfied early, you know, getting shit done where you want to be at. You shouldn't you shouldn't be setting your sights on courting anybody, fellas. That's just not what we need to do. Hopeless romantics, yeah, talking to you too. Want a relationship, but you gotta make sure you're right. My daddy said, if you can't take care of one, how you gonna take care of two? True. And then plus, cause two gonna make three, four, five. Gotta, you gotta, fellas, we gotta be more intentional with our dating, okay? I know some of y'all gonna be like, nigga, you tripping that. Yeah, nah, seriously. We have to be more intentional. We gotta break this cycle. Somebody gotta say it. I'll be it. Because the dating pool is trash. Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank God for my spouse. All right, so, yeah, don't commit because somebody else wants you to. Don't do that. Yeah. That's a trap. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. But while you're waiting, trust what you can't see, you know? If, you, if you're if you doing this right, God is bringing you closer to your destiny. Again, it may not bring you to a husband and you might end up like Mother Teresa. But, hey, that's your God-given <laughs> journey. That was God's match for you. That's it. But, I mean, in due time, man, ladies, don't, don't, don't go looking for no guy. Fellas, don't go looking for nobody if you ain't right. So even fit, that's the even playing field. That's where you get. That's what we get. Okay. And lastly, be at peace about your past, present, and future. Take accountability. 
Mm-hmm. Look yourself in the mirror and do a self-assessment. Forgive. Mm, we didn't touch on that. Oof. Forgive. Forgive them wherever you are. You ain't got to say it face to face. You ain't got to taste it. You ain't got to call them. You ain't got to do nothing. Forgive them in your heart. It's very important. For whatever they did to you. Because that weight that you're dragging around, that resentment, bitterness, and mm-hmm. anger, rage, that's preventing you from getting where you... You wondering why shit keep not working. Because you're not in line. You're not... You're not... Your heart's not pure. Mm-hmm. Your energy's off. Your aura. Your... Just, mm-mm. it ain't right. You're not right. You got to forgive. You have yeah. to have peace in your heart. Because you can't walk in God's vision for yourself without peace. He is the prince of peace. How can you walk in chaos and expect yourself to be it? That's the word. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Forgive and like, like Yada said, let it go. Let go, let God. God gonna handle them. You handle you. Right. God got you and gonna handle them, but you gotta work on you. Mm-hmm. And watch that glow up. Therapy. Go to therapy. If you're hesitant on therapy, I'll tell you this. What you got to lose? I mean, we, we got to be real with the people, too, because a lot of people are scared. Te- therapy does not, as a former therapist, therapy will not work if you do not want to be there. If you do not want to actually put work in, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It, there's, there are days when, when you go to therapy and you feel drained because of everything that you've unpacked mm-hmm. for that day. And you're like, bro, what the fuck? this and I don't want to do this no more <laughs> but that is the reasoning yes. because you're now unpacking all those layers that you've been hiding all these years mm-hmm. and it's that work that you have to put into it like don't be afraid because mm-hmm. it's so taboo in our community it's in the so black bad. community mm-hmm. we don't want to go to therapy we want to pray it out Yeah, prayer is good pray for that worship is dead because mm-hmm. honestly you know growing PK, you know, that wasn't, that was what we heard all the time at church. Oh, all you need is just pray about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, I can pray about it, but I also need to talk too. Like, yeah. I, I need to talk it out sometimes too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do both. Yeah. It's okay to do both. You don't have to choose. It's it's okay. And I want people to stop thinking that therapy is crazy. Like you're crazy. No. If you got to go to therapy. If I may, may I just produce a happy median? If you go to church, talk to somebody that's at the church. I can't do that. Not us. Mm-mm, no, I can't do that. No, we no can't. Because they be in my business church and I don't like that. Chalisa, we can't. Yeah. I, I understand your mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. talking about other people that actually mm-hmm. just go to church. Because mm, this, you gotta I mean, find somebody you trust. Or like, not everybody in the church is crooked now. Well, well, yeah, that's true. It it could be. It don't have to be from. I can see where you're coming from, in a sense, where there's somebody that you know that goes to another church, and you're comfortable with with talking to them about the things that you're going to, through in your Thank life. Thank you. Now, for me, I'm I'm not opposed to that if there is somebody that I'm 
It won't be from my church because I already, live them in my business. Our experience is very much different from most of the population. Oof, bless the Lord. Let's look, look. So I can only few can really understand <laughs> where Jaleesa is coming from as a <laughs> as a pre adult preacher's child. At that, at that, you know, it's 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 different. It's but for those of you who you know, if you are attending a local spiritual gathering or in just the community. You can find somebody to talk to mm-hmm. as opposed to just going to formal therapy. That's that's just my happy medium because you got people like me. Yeah. Like you can have your friends, you know, yeah. or somebody that you're you're comfortable with to to talk to to kind of give you that guidance of I don't want to go to my pastor to talk to him about because hello, that's my daddy and I sometimes I don't even know all my business. But <laughs> That's somebody that you can go to that's giving you that spiritual sense of what I need. And but then the therapist is more objective. Yeah, because I can talk to my therapist about this, but then I'm also like, but I need to talk about faith sometimes. Because okay. I'm lacking in faith and I can talk to my therapist about this. But, you know, there could be that person that goes to, that's also in a church that you can talk to. I really don't have that. I don't really. I'm nervous to do that because I. Very hesitant. People, people, people talk. And they mm-hmm. they talk. They do too much. And now they've been telling somebody to go to my church. And now they're going to got You know, it's. Yeah. It, that is the little. Yeah. yeah. Messy. So, we have to have a different episode about that. That's. Oh, yeah. You're, True. you're the first on my list for that. I wouldn't even bother him to see for that. <laughs> I, I would just say. That you can also find a therapist that is Christian based or True. spiritual based because my therapist is actually spiritually based. Mine is too. So and and also too, just to kind of throw this out there, therapy is not just talking to somebody about how you feel. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to someone in church, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. Um, Talk it. <laughs> if you go into church and you're talking to someone at church, you can be talking to a deacon, a minister, whoever, and they're listening to you and they say, okay, they understand. You could, you got a place to vent. It's not about just venting. Mm-hmm. It's about talking and it's about that person being able to catch your behavior patterns. Yeah. Mm. Because there are things that we do that we don't realize that we do. That we, we do. And they can't. And they catch it because they are mentally trained to catch the things that you're doing because some of that stuff is deeply rooted in our subconscious. Some of these things are happening in our adult life because we experience trauma or certain things on a very, very, very deep level mm-hmm. that we forgot about because the mind is brilliant. Yeah. And what it does is it's going to take whatever it is that traumatized you that felt like it was a, a threat to your being and it's going to pack it away and tuck it away. But slowly it's going to seep out in the things that you're doing. So what a therapist does, they pay attention to the seeping out, mm-hmm. to the things that's leaking. Well, why did you do that? You know why you did it? You don't even know why you did it. They're the ones that's going to catch it. And so again, because you know I'm going to tie it back into our subject, the weight. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are struggling with waiting, celibacy, there are reasons behind that. There are reasons why you feel like you need to sleep with someone all the time. There are reasons why you feel like you need to be sexually active. And you just think it's because, oh, you, it makes you feel good because you just that, you that whatever, you that chick, you just hot and all this or whatever. No, it's something under that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for 
men is 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 mother mother issues, mama issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for our for us women is daddy issues, mm-hmm. and sometimes for us women it's also mama issues. Yeah, you know it's trauma, it's grief, it's all sorts of things that's buried underneath it for why you feel like you need that self gratification through sex. So as my good sister Jalisa has been pointing out this entire session, and I got to give her props for that. Go to therapy. Therapy. Go to therapy. I, I stand by therapy. I love church. I love God. But I'm going to my therapist. Talk to your <laughs> therapist because it's not just about Faithfully. Let them people see what you're doing and figure out why you're doing it. Because there's it. also a lot of things that we don't even realize. Like yes. there's there's stuff that I realized from childhood. You know, just just talking. Yes. And they were like, well, she was like, well, do you realize because of this? This is why you do this. Yes. Like, well, you know what? That makes sense because that's the action that I saw. But being young, you don't really realize that this is a trauma. Mm-hmm. And now thirty, now you're having these issues. Right. So it's stuff that you don't even. You may honestly live your whole life thinking you don't have no traumas because yes. you never felt bad. It wasn't something that hurt, but in the back of your mind, it did. But you didn't realize that it hurt. So again, yes, therapy. Just, just mm-hmm. go. Just, mm-hmm. just go. And waiting allows you to do that. We are never 100% fully aware of ourselves. So taking that time before you decide to be connected with someone else to just continue to grow and become more aware of yourself is needed. Mm-hmm. We need that. Um, and yeah, so wait. Just, 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 just wait. Just wait. <laughs> it's the cell okay for me. Well, with that being said, <laughs> nah, we we can wrap it up at that, man. I appreciate both of y'all for this. This was when I was writing this. I already knew this was what we was talk about. You know, I'll be playing out my episodes, so I already knew it's lined up. And you know, to give the different perspectives, you know, single, divorced mom. Married man, looking at this couple, Devon Franklin, Megan Good, you know, kind of peeling back the requirements to successfully wait. Now, again, this is no admonishment to anybody who's having, you know, sexually active right now. But if, you know, you heard this and, you know, it kind of peached a little bit, then, you know, run it back. Go to therapy. Ask questions, soul search, take that time off. You can get to know yourself. I mean, again, what do you have to lose? You have really everything in the game because then you really find somebody who's willing to love you for you and not just your body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the deepest forms of intimacy. Yeah. Sex is great. But what about, you know, when that's just not something you want to do? Because that's, you know, it's going to be, be fucking all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tiring. Nobody's just going to do that all the time. <laughs> you got to be able to connect with your partner. And you got to be in tune with yourself. So, again, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for coming through the O2 Lit Podcast. This was fun. This, was, this is very real man like i hope y'all took something from it i hope that you know you check the book out you know 
the way. It was a very good read. It was I I was already married when I read it, so it was kinda like uh, well. But, <laughs> but it's definitely a great read. So this was a hell of an episode, great episode. I love this this conversation. And until the next time everybody, stay late.